Hi everyone, welcome to uh, our podcast. This week I have a very special guest, a man who needs no introduction really, um, and somebody that we just love spending time with, because um, he's generally a good guy, the vicar of HTB, Nicky Gumbel. Oh, How are you, Nicky? I'm well, particularly well seeing you, Des, and you always cheer us up, whatever we're feeling, when your presence You're far is, too kind. is um, a huge boost. Um, you're amazing, Des, all you're doing in Scotland is so impressive. And oh, thanks, mate. Just, um, thrilled that you're here and wonderful to have time to chat to you yeah it's great to, and we appreciate how busy you are so making time to chat to us and we brought you a gift we brought you some iron brew oh we wonderful know, we know that you're a fitness <laughs> fanatic so we thought you yeah know, that sugar will keep you going for about three months so <laughs> that would be fantastic i can't wait to have <laughs> <iron> brew <laughs> yeah yeah, well, we'll see. Um, Nikki, we um, we just we would love we um, we would love to know about your journey to leadership. And actually, you know, you're regarded around the world as somebody who's an eminent Christian leader. You know, um, you're somebody who inspires lots of us, myself included, and how to be a great leader. Like, where did where did your leadership journey really start from? Oh my goodness! Well, I've never thought of myself as a leader. So, I mean, you're very kind to say so. That's mm. not. I don't think that's ever how I. I perceive mm. myself. Uh, you know, I I guess um, uh, where did my journey start? I started as an atheist yeah. um, who encountered Jesus when I was 18 years mm. of age and wanted to tell other people about him. Mm. And um, uh, I I never had any aspirations to be a leader. I still mm. don't have any aspirations to be a leader, mm. but I have aspirations to communicate the good news mm. of Jesus to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And I guess what that's led to is is um after a, a many other uh, sort of full starts yeah. in terms of uh, you know working out how, how you could do it it started with like questionnaires on the streets yeah started like what did you have for breakfast and then ended yeah. with Would you like, like to to ask jesus, jesus into yeah. your life and that wasn't very effective knocking on doors and then we fell on discovered alpha mm. and found it was an amazing way to reach people outside yeah. the church with the good news of jesus yeah and then Alpha started to grow. Mm. So um, it grew here till we had about 350 people coming. And then other churches got interested mm. and said, uh, how, how do we run an Alpha course? Mm. And so I was on, my, on the phone saying, this is what you do. You do the food like this. And then you have small groups and yeah. you listen to the guests. You don't preach at them. Um, and this is how. And I spent so much time explaining to church leaders Mm. how to run Alpha, that I thought, mm. why don't we get them all together in one place? Then I can explain to them, and that I'll never have to do it again. Yeah. So we had the first conference in May 1993. I got all, we got all these leaders together. Right, okay. I explained to them how to do it, uh-huh. and then I thought, that's it, that's done. It. Job's done. But then someone at the conference said, could you come and do that in Birmingham? And someone said, could we come and do it in Hong Kong? And someone said, could you come and do it in Edinburgh? So then... We started to do those conferences. I thought, all right, we have to do Edinburgh, and then we'll explain yeah. to everybody. And then, of course, they said, could you come to Singapore? And then yeah. could you come to Africa? And then could you come to America? And so we started doing all that. that mm. And then, of course, that meant we needed a team. And uh, so we needed to start involving more yeah. people. And so the and then an organization grew. And then mm. we, we started realizing that, that introducing people to faith mm. was was not enough they had to grow in that faith and yeah. they needed good churches and how could we find good churches and how could we work with other churches mm. and then how could we plant our own churches mm. um as this as this church because the more people that come on alpha yeah. the more the church grows 
So then you, it started to grow and then we had to have multiple services. And then um, uh, that meant that you had to have a bigger team here to organize those. And then you had to, uh, and then more people wanted to get ordained and to run churches. And so we, had, we started our own theological college together with the Bishop of London. And then that grew. Uh, and then we had, Alpha had to become a separate organization because some people uh, didn't want to give to the church, they only wanted to give to Alpha. So we had to have a separate charity for that and a separate charity for church planting and a separate charity for theological mm. education. And so th it kind of grew and grew and grew and the staff here grew and grew. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, I'm supposed to be leading this thing. <laughs> and I don't really know how to lead. Yeah. So we, I just, then I may, maybe I read a few books about it and tried to learn as I went yeah. along. And now I've got a leadership coach who's helping me lead, oh, to okay? get, get, um, get better at it. Yeah. And then people said, well, why don't we do a conference on leadership? So I thought, well, I don't think about leadership, but we can bring other people in to talk about leadership. Yeah, may as well all and, learn together. And yeah, we'll all learn together. So we've been running a leadership conference for the last 10 years mm. and then that's grown. And then that, you know, now is like in the Albert Hall and mm. then the overflows elsewhere. And then they have hubs around, the, including hub in Scotland. Yeah, last uh, year was incredible. Oh, good. Um, so good. And they're hot off the press, but we're doing it again this year. Yes. Which is just going to be so yes. exciting. Yes. And I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. So it, it, it all started to multiply. So it sounds very much as though your journey to leadership was more by fire than anything else you kind of fell into. And as you, know, as you were describing it there, things kept growing bigger and bigger, and then you suddenly realise you're in, in the middle of this thing. And I think what, what's really encouraging, and, and you spoke about it there, was that you, you're actually saying, well, I need to become a better leader, yes. so I need to get a coach. And I think that's really encouraging for, for everyone, actually, because yeah. you know, I think it's quite easy to look upwards and say, oh... You know, Nicky's got it, he's made it, or Sandy was there and Sandy had it sorted. And um, what, what would you say, um, what would you say has been the kind of real, the real make or break moments for you? What have been the things that have really helped you to, to move this thing forward? Like, has there been any, any just words of wisdom from people or like just people that have been around that have just really helped you get from yeah. point A to point B? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, Leadership is is not an aim in itself. Mm. It's a byproduct. Absolutely, it's a byproduct of wanting to. Anyone who wants to be a leader, mm -hmm. that that is, that is, why would anyone want to be a leader? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, like that's not a that's just an absurd um, kind of ambition. I want mm. to be a leader. No, if you want to do something, you may have to lead something, mm. but but don't don't aim to be a leader. Aim to achieve something yeah. or to do something or to be. And then if you have, to, if that means you've got to lead stuff, then you've mm. got to learn about leadership. That, that's, so yes, I mean, all the way along, people have, have given, uh, I think one of the best bits of advice when I, so I was, I practiced barrister for a bit mm. and then I um, was, went to Oxford to train for theological college. And at the end of it, I, nobody wanted us. Mm. So we stopped being a barrister and done the training, but then we couldn't find any parish that, that wanted us. Mm. But we had been given this advice uh, by an American pastor, he said, "Hitch your wagon to a star." Yeah, and that was the best bit of advice because it meant we knew that whether there was a place here to be ordained or whether there mm. wasn't, we wanted to hitch our wagon to Sandy Miller mm. because we regarded him as a star. And yeah. he was amazing, amazing, godly, humble, gracious, wise, mm. um, dynamic, entrepreneurial, 
Um, just Scottish. Scottish, yes, Scottish. Yeah. Uh, I should have put that first. Yeah. Sandy and I are actually from the same village. I'm sure you're cousins as well, aren't no, you? No, no, but genuinely, we actually are. We found out last a couple of years ago. So what's your village? So I'm from Rothes and he's from yeah. Orton, which is just, Yeah, Yeah, you know, no, I know Rothes. Yeah. We've been there, yeah. yeah so. We went there on our honeymoon. How wonderful! Because <laughs> we uh, went to stay in Sandy's cottage. Oh, of course. Our, yeah, okay. He gave us a. We were. I was twenty-two um, when we got married, and sure. we're absolutely penniless. Yeah. And Sandy very kindly lent us his cottage Amazing. in Scotland. So we went and stayed there, and went to, to your village. Yeah. And we went to. Um, yeah, all those places. So there's up. definitely something in the water in Spain's yes. side. That's what yeah. we're saying. Well, it's yeah. amazing water. It's oh, so yeah. clean and yeah. pure. That's why the whiskey is so good, I've and, heard. Or and it's so been beautiful. And yeah. my granny uh, came from Scotland. Oh, my, really? gran- well, my, gran- my grandparents came from Pittenween. Okay. Um, and a little fishing village. It is a little fishing uh, village, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had a... That's where they came from. So I, I, I have no English blood in me. I can't, I can't claim to be totally Scots. Yeah. I always say when I go to a conference in Scotland, yeah. I can't claim to be co- totally Scottish, but I can claim to have no English blood in me yeah. at all. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, my I, father I was a German Jew and my yeah. mother was Scottish, so... So um, I'm, um, yeah, I certainly won't comment on that. As soon as we're in London at the moment, okay. it's probably safer not to. No, but, um, but I think this is going to Scotland. I'm assuming it's going. To, if yeah. it's going to England, I retract everything. They retract I've the said. last statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you've um, so when you've been doing all this travelling, right, and, and as you said, I think you said it at the leadership conference two years ago as well about this hitch your wagon to a star. Yeah. You know what? What did that look like? What did that? look like for you you know just being alongside sandy and you know was he a great mentor a great dis- disciple did you learn from I, him i didn't and... i don't think either of us looked at it consciously that yeah. way i don't think he thought i'm mentoring yeah Nikki absolutely and, and yeah. i didn't think i'm being mentored by sandy uh-huh. but i just wanted to learn as much as i could mm. from him and um, listen to him really and mm. asked, asked his advice and watched him lead mm. and tried to learn as much as i could from him mm. Uh, and you know, you could, I can, I could never lead in the way that he 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 did, or never. Uh, I mean, I would love to have Sandy's humour. I'd love to have Sandy's wisdom. I'd yeah. love to have Sandy's. I'd love to have all those things. Yeah. Um, but you know, even if you, so, if you, you know, if Sandy's here, I'm, at least being around him, I think pulls you up a bit. Yeah, sure. I'm not okay. hoping ever to hit yeah. that, but I'm at least I'm being pulled up yeah. by being around people. I think who you choose to be around mm-hmm. is really important. So I think hit your wagon to a star is basically mm-hmm. saying. If you want to, what a, one one um, leader of an international business said, if you want to see whether someone's going to go from from B to A in terms of leadership, mm. get hold of their phone mm. and see who they spend. Look at the five people they spend most time with. Why? Okay. That will tell you who they're going to become. Sure. So you become like the people that you're around. Uh-huh. So if you want to get better at something spend time around someone who's who is better at it mm. and for me that was sandy yeah so that was um a huge blessing for me to mm. be around sandy and i guess uh, i i've watched other people you know mm. leading and thought sometimes you can't get around john wimber was someone who i had great admiration yeah. for i didn't actually get around him particularly mm. although i met him a few times mm. but what i did do is watch him mm. you know watch him lead watch him do things mm-hmm. and uh uh, you know, and and therefore, if you if you look out for people that you you admire and respect, just yeah. watch how they do stuff. 
Yeah, and and I think you know Wimber, somebody who who really inspired you know me. Like I came to faith in Vineyard, and actually we I had a really special moment. You probably won't remember, but we were downstairs in the spring room, and I was just I was just away to become ordained, and you and Pippa very graciously prayed for me in the spring room, where I believe there's a famous story with you and some athletes foot yeah. issue and getting carried out, and someone saying that that John in fact saying that you were going to be an evangelist and as you got carried out that room. So that's somewhere that's really significant for me. Um, how, how much do you think the Holy Spirit's played into this this whole journey for leadership and things for you? Do you, you know, I think, as we've talked about, there are things you can learn from people, there are skills you can learn, but, but actually, for me, I fundamentally find that the Holy Spirit drives my thinking about leadership and really shapes some of my decisions. Would, would you say that's the same for you or...? Yeah, I think I think that uh, that Jesus <laughs> so sorry Jesus is our model for everything, mm. and Jesus is um, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, mm. and that's how he led, and um, he said the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to mm. preach good news to the poor, yep. to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, to open the eyes of the blind, and I think that's that was what drove his leadership. Mm. And I think it's a, we, that's what we aspire to, to lead like Jesus, to mm. be anointed by the Holy Spirit, to preach good news to the poor, to bind mm. up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives. Mm. So that's, that's the model. Mm. The model for leadership, is for Christian leadership, yeah. is always got to be Jesus because he's the greatest leader who's ever walked this earth. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to really argue with that, isn't it? You know? yeah. <laughs> well, he's the most influential Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's 2019. Yeah. To 2019 what? 2019 years since Jesus came to the world. Absolutely, yeah. That's quite an influence when the, we, we, we date our calendar from yeah. his arrival. And in fact, in Why Christmas, you said, um, is the central point of our civilization. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's such, such a great line. You know, um, just to capsulate, because that is what we we talk about. You know, we put Jesus at the centre of our, yeah. our timeline. Everything know? that happened before was was before him, uh-huh. um, and everything that happened afterwards was after, after him. So yeah. that's quite a. It's fairly simple. That's quite like that. quite something. Yeah, um, and who would you say? So we've obviously spoke a little bit about Sandy. Um, would you say that? Could you maybe list three other people? that have just been really influential in helping shape the way that things have happened here at HDB and with Alpha and stuff? Who have been your big influencers? Uh, so Father Raniero Cantalamessa, uh, what who hero. is the preacher to the faithful household. Yeah. I first heard him preach in 1991 at a Brighton conference. Wow, okay. And he was speaking about unity and the importance of unity. And uh, that talk in Brighton 1991 had a huge influence mm. on me personally. And mm. then I had the privilege of meeting. We were speaking um, together at the same conference. And I had, I met him coming out of the lift. Right. And, um, uh, and it was a conference in Germany. I think we were in Stuttgart. And um, I was, of course, had a German translator. Mm. Um, and I knew he was Italian. Mm. But I also knew he's, I'd heard him preach in English. So mm. I said to him, um, will you be preaching in Italian or will you be preaching in English? Yeah. He said, oh, oh, I will be speaking in German. So I said, I said, um, how many languages do you speak? He said, oh, oh I make many mistakes. 
And actually, of course, he speaks you know, all the languages, basically. Yeah. I mean, all the main languages, Spanish yeah. and um, French. And, uh, and he's just, a, I mean, apart from his linguistic ability, mm. Latin, Greek, mm. uh, Hebrew, all the um, uh, classical scholar. But yeah. he's the most humble, gracious man mm. with an absolute passion about three things. Mm. Evangelization, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, yeah. and unity. Yeah. And uh, amazing influence on the because he's preached to Pope John Paul II, he preached to uh, uh, Pope Francis, and now he preaches to um, sorry, Pope he, uh, well, Cardinal Ratzinger, yeah, um, and Pope Francis, and Pope Francis. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So um, uh, you know, here's here is someone who has had a massive, massive influence on the Catholic Church, absolutely, and. Um, and still does, mm. um, and so he's spoken many times here. But but again, I, you know, I've read all his books. Mm. Um, one of the one of his books I've read three times. It's the only book I've ever read three times. Okay. Come Holy Spirit. Yeah. Veni um, Spiritus Sanctus. It was the most amazing book. Um, beautiful um, exposition of the work of the mm. Holy Spirit. So uh, that would be one name. I, I guess John Wimber. Um, mm. It would be another name. It's someone who had. This amazing, uh, just laid-back mm. um, lifestyle. He was just so um, uh, naturally supernatural. Naturally supernatural. He, he coined the phrase, and he lived it, didn't he? Yeah. He just had yeah. that. Just you know. Yeah. I love the. Um, I love the way that he just m ministered into the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just yeah. you know, and and actually very much has shaped. What we yeah. do at Alpha, isn't exactly. it? You know, five-step prayer model, the Holy Spirit time. You know, yeah, shapes so much of what mm. happens in the church in this country and mm. around the world. Mm. And his worship, and in terms of ministry, in terms mm. of, um, and uh, yeah, and but he was so unpretentious. Mm. You know, he you know, had again at a conference. Uh, I think it was another conference in Brighton. Um, he did this amazing time. There was this amazing time of ministry mm. and outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And people were healed. Mm. And somebody asked him afterwards, you know, how did you prepare? Mm. And that was phenomenal. Mm. How did you prepare for that? Mm. He said, oh, I had a dark Coke and some crisps. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds and, like my diet. I'm doing that, well, yeah, yeah. And, that, and you just thought, you know, he's like, he's, he's not going to... No intensity about yeah. that. It's just um, humor, fun, and that's I think you know, intensity is not mm. a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think he modeled that for us. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, maybe I mean there's so many. Uh, Jackie Pullinger oh, is another person who yeah. who um, my son describes as a modern day saint. Yeah. Um, okay. You know she's uh, what she's done with. Uh, the whole area of drug addiction and um, uh, po the poverty in mm. in Hong Kong has been extraordinary, and mm. she is so single-minded in her mm. her love for Jesus and watching her minister to the poor mm. and to the to the drug addicts in mm. Hong Kong, going with her on some of her mm. her trips and just seeing her compassion mm. um, is inspiring. Absolutely, and, uh, her, her whole life. She spent. She went out there when she was 21. She's been there over 50 years now, mm. and um, has had an extraordinary mm. impact on mm. so many people's lives. I actually got to spend some time with her um, last year, uh, her and Sandy in the same room okay. together, oh. and it was just, just phenomenal. Like she just, 
she just exudes the grace of God, doesn't yes. she? Do you know, yeah. she's just got such presence, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it was quite intimidating being in that room yeah. with the two of them. Um, yeah. Nikki, let me ask you um, a slightly different question. So um, I'm, I'm sure you know all the work of Stormzy. Um, you know, famous London yeah, lyricist, yeah. same as yourself, um, and he. Um, yeah, Stormzy and I are very similar. Yeah, got a ve- great voice. Very, you know, yeah, yeah, very similar. In fact, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw him outside earlier. On. I know you were catching up. Um, he he talks in one of his songs. In fact, the line is. It's about a crown. I can't remember the exact line, but he talks about this idea of wearing the crown and everyone else kind of wanting a piece of that. And it's almost he almost alludes to the fact of leadership being lonely. You know, or he's at the top and everyone else is looking to him to get a piece of that. Um, and I think that a lot of leadership is lonely because you're up there making the decisions. Um, and, and just the importance of having real friends around to make, that, to make that journey bearable, to have people you can share with. Has that, has that been something you've experienced and how have you kind of dealt with that? You know, especially in the, in the change from the move into Christian leadership, it is quite different to other forms of leadership is that something you've experienced or well we've been very blessed i think you know i've been very blessed but but, yeah first of all with an amazing wife Mm. um uh, and it's very much a joint our ministries together so we're not i'm not on my own it's absolutely it's us two leading together and then our children have become our uh, somewhere in the in the old testament it says that that um uh, i think king david his 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 children became his advisors, mm. um, and that's certainly true for us. I mean, our best advisors are our three children. They mm. were, they're they're probably the people I would most um, go to for yeah. for advice. And then we have an amazing group of friends around mm. us. I'm Nikki and Silla Lee mm. have been um, our closest friends for um, well over forty years, yeah. and they're he's also the associate vicar here, mm-hmm. and that that friendship. And then an amazing wider group of friends mm. and the community of the church mm. around us. I don't think we've ever felt remotely alone mm. in what we're doing. It's mm. a very much, this has come out of a community and sure. we're surrounded by a community. Mm. That, that's amazing. I just, it does, it fascinates me that, especially at HTB, because I get, I'm, I'm in a good position in that I get to come and visit and see what's going on. And it does feel like family. There is this, this thread, this, um, you know, fingertip feel to everything that goes on in this place that is just, just so part of you and part of everyone else here that it's, it's almost like DNA is how I would describe it, I guess. Well, I think it comes from Sandy and John Collins before that, Mm. you know, there was very much uh, that same Mm. DNA and Mm. um, Sandy, the family was very important to, Mm. to Sandy. He would always say, if you, if I would ring and say, "Oh, Sandy, I'm preparing my sermon for Sunday, mm. um, and uh, could I miss the staff meeting on Tuesday?" He'd say, "Absolutely not. You mm. know, you need to be at the staff meeting." Mm. But if I rang and said, "Oh, uh, my 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 um, son has got a a minor part in the school play. Mm. He's he's playing a um, um, in the crowd yeah. scene, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and um, uh, can I go and watch?" watch him instead of coming to the staff meeting absolutely you must go and watch you must yeah. you must prioritize your children yeah so he made us prioritize and when i started to travel around the world he said you can only travel if you tra- if you take pip you take your wife mm. and your children with you why so we could only travel in half term 
and holidays. Wow, um, I didn't know that. But so, um, because he 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 he's so valued yeah. marriage and family yeah. and made that the priority. So uh, that, I think, has been a really important part of the DNA here. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, Nikki, I, uh, we're run out of time. Um, you're such a busy guy. We just thank you so much for making the time to speak to us. It's a total pleasure. It's always lovely to see you, Des, and well done for what you're doing in Scotland. You're, oh, thank you're you. having a massive impact, and thank I'm you. so thrilled by the way yeah. that you're leading. I'm very blessed to have a great team as well. Some yeah, of them are here, yeah, so yeah, I'm no, obliged great, to say that. Yeah, but, no, fantastic um, team. And can I just say, on behalf of all of us, children of Alpha, I'm a product of Alpha. Hmm. Thank you for oh, all no. the all the stuff over the years, and um, you're just a hero, mate. Oh, so, you're so you. kind. You're a hero. Um, Des, you're an absolute hero, and your team and what you're doing in Scotland is amazing. So no. thank you for coming, and God bless. Thanks. Take care. Cheers.